0: Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA society. Not We've got a few recovery periods. We have your back, and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join, and the link is in the show notes for you. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice, so please seek the advice of your physician. Hello everyone, welcome back to the HE podcast with me and Ashley, our co-host today. What's up Ashley? Hey, hey,
1: um, I'm actually pretty pumped, so I know I said I didn't have anything to do, but uh i just ordered my first imperfect foods box Mm -hmm. and this is not an ad i don't know like but i'm just really pumped about it because it wasn't available in my area and now i'm like actually super pumped
0: oh so it's where all like the the imperfect fruits and vegetables that used to get thrown out right they deliver into like a produce box yeah that's really cool it's actually actually so disturbing to to learn about like how they reject produce from farmers (laughs) And those farms lose that money. It's like they yes. do not. Yeah, it sucks.
1: And and I am their perfect customer. Like I don't care what it looks like. I yeah. and the fact that you're gonna deliver it to me, sold. Sign me up. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's so good.
1: I, well, yes. Speaking
0: of sustainability, I got that loamy thing.
1: And so I've had it
0: for a week. So Ashley had um messaged me. <laughs> She's like, I know you're into like sustainability and compost and stuff. So I just want to show you this thing that i saw on the internet and i was like seen it ordered it already (laughs) like across it they know who they're marketing to um but actually i it wasn't even that i saw ads for it it's that i had um it recommended like by people that i already know that have it so like these guys if you think if they go public like buy stock because people are loving it so what it is is this like this contraption that you put all of your food scraps in and it does it does all like the vegetables you can even put um like compostable type packaging in and you can put like soft not really hard or cooked like soft bones like fish bones or meat scraps too so it does a lot of stuff and it has these like three settings this is also not sponsored i just really like it i want everyone to have one i think um i think i want one so bad (laughs) yeah so there's just three settings that's like one is the one where you're able to put like the compostable packaging and stuff. Um, one is like standard compost. And those ones, they're not really for like growing soil, like plant soil. But a, a lot of people have um, compost bins that like your trash people will pick up every week. Um, but you can't always put all types of compost in them. Sometimes you can only put like, you know, garden compost like if you're if you're gardening, it's like leaves and stuff. So you can't just put your food in there, so it's still like not great. but this machine can turn it into garden type compost. So then you can put it into the compost bin. So it doesn't have to go into the landfill. So that's a benefit for a lot of people. and then there is a mode for making it into like plant and vegetable soil. So I've been running that one so far yes. because I have lots of plants to <laughs> propagate. Uh, so I'm excited to be like pro- propagating my own plants and then like planting them in the soil that's made from the fruit scraps in my house. It feels very crunchy. And we make a lot of coffee too, of course. Like my husband drinks too much coffee. So we have tons of coffee grounds and like, it's amazing.
1: Um, I want it because one, I need to redo all the soil and, I, and I'm and i like too lazy with my plants. But I'm like, if I could just add this. Yeah.
0: Yeah
1: like how am I not winning and then a toddler I don't know I mean I can't be the person the like first person to be like nuggy doesn't always eat what's on her plate and then I I am and then like I am constantly like trying to like not put out too much so that we're not throwing away but toddlers are like wild man so sometimes she'll like like just crush all this food and then other times she's like me I'm like yeah what do you want me to do with all this now and I'm constantly throwing out all this food and each time I do I'm like <sighs> like yes. like every meal gets me closer to wanting to buy this
0: <laughs> dude I like I am so triggered by people who throw out food in general like I just I think everyone knows these people and there's probably people listening who are these people and just so you know if I came to your house and I saw this I would be so triggered where they like they have a ton of food in the house like it's like their fridge is full their pantry is full and they are not going to eat any of it like they're the people who go to a restaurant and they they order a meal and they only eat half of it and they take the rest home but then they don't eat the rest do you know what i mean like they just it just yeah. sits there and it throws
1: out i love leftovers like, i know like, I can, but, yeah. but eat
0: them like this is what yeah. like, you know yeah. you don't just throw them out i'm so anal about it like i have hate throwing anything out and my husband's mom shout out to Denise she's like <laughs> she is the worst she eats like a rabbit like these you know just these tiny little nibbles of food like a little critter and then puts <laughs> the rest in the fridge and then like instead of eating that later I swear it just builds up and when we went to her house one time and she's like I ordered pizzas for dinner just because I didn't really have anything in the house I go and open her fridge and it is full of food I'm like your fridge is full of food and you're ordering more food like it is so bothersome to me and it is so American
1: maybe it really is because um I went to your house and went to your fridge and I would have thought that it was super empty but, like, <laughs> it wasn't empty to you guys I was like
0: <gasps> I know no, no legit though like i haven't i haven't got enough food in my fridge that it's probably not like energy efficient you know how like you should have a certain amount of things in your fridge for it to be energy it's like i yeah i we are impressive like i run that thing to the boat and you yes. would open my fridge for sure and be like
1: i like appreciate it <laughs> I appreciate it because it's almost like every week is like that week where you're like, I'm not buying anything because we're going on vacation. So you're determined to <laughs> use it all up. But that's like Danny's life. <laughs> that's like, that's like a weekly for Danny.
0: Yeah. Well, I have that grocery delivery similar to you that happens every Tuesday. And mm. so food comes in and I immediately have to be like, okay, well, what's not going to last? Cause it's it's like organic yeah right so it's not Mm -hmm. gonna last long like okay well what can i make and then and then strategically towards the end of the week i'm making things that require less fresh produce but yeah we we do it down to the wire and i love it it's like a little game of tetris um and and sometimes i sometimes we run out of food and i'm like i have to get really creative at that point and we're like i appreciate it but i figure it out Every time,
1: (laughs) yeah, and maybe that's the way it's supposed to be, anyways. Yeah, so back, but like I saw on Amazon Prime Day that they had $70 off that thing, girl. I almost bought it, but I was like, I'll wait for the review from Danny. It's not going anywhere off Amazon,
0: yeah. So, so far, so good, really cool, everybody. The one thing that we're yet to see that we will check out in on is how much actual electricity does it take to run it i still think it's worth it because landfills freak me out and we'll only get more energy efficient as we go but um i'm curious to see because it the one to make your compost into soil within a day can take about up to 16 hours to complete the process so it's like running all day
1: so if you start it can you not add anything to it once it's going um,
0: you oh. should let it go. So you want to like uh, chuck food into it, and it um, it's odorless. So you can let it like build up until it's oh, full. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, it, the whole it has like a whole bunch of stuff going on with like charcoal to make sure that you can't smell anything. So you just run it when it's full. But once it's full, you start it, and it it can take between five and sixteen hours depending on the mode that you use. Uh, so I am just curious, like how what my energy bill is going to look like (laughs) yeah yeah
1: i think that matters
0: for other countries because in the in the states electricity is really cheap um yeah but in other countries that's not the case
1: yeah well that was a solid tangent for both of us
0: okay love it okay (laughs) guys questions so i actually um had sent an email out to my Amazing email list, and was like, Y'all, I'm trying to get my first 1,000 YouTube subscribers. Yeah. I just like it's this thing. I just started doing YouTube, like, I don't know, not all that long ago, honestly. And um chipping away did that. And so I said, Hey guys, I literally need like 10 more subscribers to get to 1,000. If you subscribe, Ashley and I will answer a question, your question. Yes. Um, but then I obviously, we don't have time for everyone's questions. So we'll try and chop. Chuck through them in future episodes, but I have two um, that I'm going to, to do. One I received through DMs, one I received through email. Are you ready?
1: Yes, I'm okay. so
0: ready. Olive Peach emoji, yoga emoji says <laughs> or asks Hi, I was hoping you could give me some support. I'm wondering about how much we should set as a maximum for walking in AJ recovery. I've gone through the process of struggling with stopping formal exercising. Stopping is in quotations, but really I have just been swapping in quotations Mm -hmm. exercise for at least 10,000 steps and 30 minutes of Pilates or intermediate yoga every other day. I was wondering what maximum amount of walking you would recommend in this situation, especially if I change the yoga to be restorative and do it every other day and cut out the Pilates. Thank you so much. I'm really struggling with this and finding it so hard to find guidance on what is too much. Love everything you do. Okay, are you clear on that question?
1: So clear. I'm like trying not to be chomping at the bits because this is like loaded. So this brings up a lot of things. I actually had a client... Uh, question: Who was like, um, I feel lightly triggered because I saw someone in the HA space say that if you work out, then you can't possibly like recover. That I mean, that was like the gist. Like that was, I'm sure that there's like a version of that that happened, and then there's the message that was like internalized and perceived, and this was the outcome, right? And I feel like this question is kind of similar to that person as well. As of yes, there's going to be like major modifications, and that's going to be super individual to, to everybody. But the the biggest thing that I want to get across to people is that not only do you have to eat enough for recovery, but then you have to eat enough to make up whatever deficit comes from walking, working out, whatever, like you have to be willing to not only eat enough for recovery, which is hard enough as is for some people, but then you have to like, be very aware that you have to go the extra two miles to then eat, to co to like close that gap on whatever deficit was created through movement. Mm -hmm. And so what I hear from this question is, is like, I'm tweaking this. So it, can I keep these 10,000 steps? If I don't do yoga, but I do restorative yoga. So it's like, how can I get the formula down to where I can keep some type of movement, but it's really not about the formula. It's all about are you willing to eat more and then and enough, right? I do recognize that there is a stress piece, there's a working out piece, and so there might be some people who differ. However, we've seen plenty of people who needed to stop exercise entirely because they were just not going to eat mm-hmm. above and beyond. And then I've seen someone who um, has kept their exercise, but then started eating less on rest days. And then now we've seen her chart go completely backwards. Right. And so it's like one of those things of it's like, you still have to eat for recovery, which is, which is a natural surplus. And then you have to eat in a bigger surplus because of working out. And Mm -hmm. so my question to this person is, are you willing to do that? And that's really what then allows us to adjust and tweak what is too much like walking for you and what is too much yoga or restorative yoga or Pilates for you right because it's all kind of based on what are you willing to eat
0: yeah you are you are making it more challenging for yourself mm-hmm. right you're adding more factors in that you need to eat in order to compensate for so it's like yeah well why are you swapping the excess for walking what is walking bringing you um first what and is foremost 10K
1: steps bringing yeah. you yeah, like, like what does that mean to you and like, it's
0: this is a huge one that I'm like I have an episode with, that I did with um Elise and Abby a while ago where we talk about the 10k steps it's yeah. like such an it's like so arbitrary but it's um it's a, a huge deal like I, I don't know I'm multiple clients who are like I just cannot stop tracking steps it's
1: a big, I have yeah. one you're
0: tracking steps yeah. it's weird
1: well, I have one in, in like general who would, well, I had one, um, who would do like 30 thousand. Yeah. Per day. Like yeah. just like, yeah, it's would... coming. Yeah. So, so it's not. So that's why I actually love this question is that like, this isn't crazy because we are like, well, I'm not working out or I'm not doing CrossFit. Or I'm not doing this, but I'm walking five plus miles per day.
0: Yeah. and I, I get it. Like I, I did it. <laughs> Oh, I yeah, did it. Yeah, you and, and both I did it. 100%. Yeah. I see it. Dude, I took these epic treks like every day. I should like show y'all the, the route that I took. It's wild. I did it. and to the point where I was so exhausted that I just was like, I can't wait to be home. Like I walked myself to a state of being desperate to get home oh my gosh i like yeah. I, yeah just it's so interesting to me in hindsight um so i get where this is coming from and it's like this is so gentle compared to where i came from right yes but yeah. it's really not <laughs> It's yeah.
1: pretty cool. crazy so, so i think so think about all the like lies that it took for us to get here But like we are meant to move we're not supposed to be sedentary i agree totally agree Right. But I don't think cavemen had a watch tracking their steps and then was doing circles within their Mm -hmm. cave to get their, their like 10 K steps. And Mm -hmm. Danny and I joke about this because we did it. So like, we're legit making fun of our past selves and we're not even making fun. Like we just know what great lengths people will go to, to hit 10 K. Yeah. Like just,
0: and it's, I, you know, we all know people too, not in the HA space who are who are like hitting their steps and they're just it, like you hear you hear it and you from this perspective now you see it for what it is, which is like this funny thing that we've adopt adopted as a society because we all just sit too much. and like that's a valid. yeah, but but it's like, well, I'm either sitting too much or I'm getting ten k steps and there's nothing yes. in between. Yeah. And my husband even my husband does it too. I'm just like, Ugh and he's on a walk and his phone will be like are you on a walk and Uh, he has to be like boop yes uh, please start tracking my walk as an exercise like i think apple watches are um make our jobs as coaches challenging
1: sometimes uh, well first off i should never be getting a text message to my wrist like absolutely not i mean but then like you and I work online all day and getting things from every different, like the last thing I need is my wrist.
0: No more. So Right now, as we speak, there are three screens in front of me yeah. and my phone is not in the room. Oh, there's four. There's an iPad here. There's four yeah. screens. Yeah. I don't need any more. Anyway, we digress. Sitting, sorry, uh, walking, <laughs> 10, like what the question is, what is the maximum amount, right? right. And Ashley's answer is, um, well, as long as you're willing to eat to compensate, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it shouldn't be a problem. But the problem is actually that you're probably not, right? And we know that you're probably not because the purpose for walking is generally to mitigate weight gain, try and make sure that although I'm eating more, hopefully, here's what you're hoping when you walk a whole ton, but you're in recovery. You are hoping that your brain will work in a vacuum and say, Hey, tons of food is coming in and that's all we needed. And the rest wasn't necessary. Weight gain's not necessary. Changing your behavior around exercise isn't necessary. It was just the food. You're hoping that it's just the food. But Sorry. it is not. What?
1: Oh, yeah. No, I was like, trying to look up a question and like there was like a sound. I was like, oh, okay, gosh. nothing happened.
0: No consume okay. is on top of it now, just like nose. Um, yeah, you, you're you are just hoping that it, that's just not a piece, right? And that the, the your body is feeling rested and taken care of enough. And there's probably a couple people out there where that's the case, no doubt, because everyone is a little different. But the vast, vast majority, if you're asking this question, it's been a substantial amount of time and you're, you've been doing this behavior and nothing has changed. You have your answer and you need to eat one metric shit ton of food to be able to walk that much. And so it's like, okay, well, what what is more food, right? Like, well, okay, I'll eat more. What do I need to eat? Probably a lot. And I ha- am, you know, a lot of us are like, well, when I like reference the guide in no period now, what it sounds like for my height and activity level, I need to eat this much. And that is a great starting point, right? But um, you know that list is for people. Right, so twenty five hundred comes up a lot. Most the average height woman, etc. Twenty five hundred calories. That is for someone not doing any excessive walking and exercise. Okay, so now that's if someone you,
1: existing. That's someone so existing. if you're doing anything more than existing, we have to adjust. First existing, off, you're on fire coming up out of a deficit. Yeah. I'm on you're on fire today, I'm super sassy, and I'm enjoying it. Two things that what you said like made me think of think about we originally got into walking in order to control our body and our body composition and our weight, mm-hmm. right? So in this, meaning that if you're gonna continue walking in HA recovery, you have to absolutely like go the complete opposite direction by being willing to eat enough to where walking doesn't change your body composition and, or your weight, right? Which really means that, are you truly walking for the health purposes that we claim that we are Mm -hmm. because we don't want to be sedentary because being sedentary has nothing to do with weight. It just means that you're choosing not to be like sedentary and you're going to be walking and moving and you're doing it for the health benefits. And so this is where we get really clear on people's actual motive is that They'll be like, "I'm walking 10k steps, and that's just kind of what it is, and I don't think it's really a problem." And I'm like, "Okay, fine. Well, then just eat enough to close that gap, and then you still have the eating enough to close the gap doesn't change the health benefits of walking and moving during the day, right? And that's the sticking point.
0: Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even full pregnant naturally? Or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. Like a lot of, you know, but I just need to be able to get outside. Yeah, 100%. Go sit in the grass, like yeah. read a book,
1: go outside, and- bring a snack.
0: <laughs> or or th- like I need to walk my dog, right? You and I both have dogs. Valid point. Yes. I need to walk my dog. Can you go to the dog park and just like let the dog sniff? Can you go to the park and it has to be on the leash? Okay. Go to the park, right? And just like let it sniff every tree. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to um, you don't have to like be on a trail, be be on a route in order for your dog to go outside and get the stimulation that they need. Fun fact about dogs, right? Actually, this comes up so often that it's actually worth talking about. Yes, it is. I know you need to walk your dog. (laughs) We are there. Like fun fact about dogs. There is a similar benefit for them with just the mental stimulation of like learning tricks and behaviors and being outside, right? You don't always have to walk your dog to exercise your dog
1: yeah, oh, yeah. And think about like your dog would be just as fine as if you stood and threw the tennis ball. Oh, yeah, fetch. Like, and so that's where I'm like, guys, this rabbit hole is only gonna lead to like <laughs> us realizing that this has nothing to do with your dog. This has nothing to do with health benefits. your dog is everything. a
0: vessel for your desire to take ten thousand steps.
1: yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one because I do get that a lot. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> like, no, I, I'm not. We did it too. It's was fault. <laughs> yeah, it's like guys. I have a German Shepherd, and they need a ton of exercise, or they have they get mood disorders. I've heard it all. <laughs> I've heard it all. It's all valid, but it's all workaroundable, right? If you want something enough, you'll find a way. Mm-hmm. Get a dog mm-hmm. walker. Have your partner do the walking if you feel like that's necessary. Place um, you know, there's there's a thing, or like, and and just like humans, right? You can get away without them walking every single day, right? So it's like, I just, I just want us to look at what we're telling ourselves and say, like, is there mm-hmm. another way? If this is something that I really really want, it, so the the answer here is. Or, I feel like, is did we answer all the questions? Yeah, within this? well, I
1: think I answered it in the beginning. Of it all depends on what are you willing to eat? Like, how much are you willing to eat? Yeah, in order, you know what I mean? Because if like you're not willing to eat above what's needed to just recover, then yeah, I'd cut out a good amount of portion of that. But if you're willing to really, um, Eat before and after walking. That's another thing that people are like, but it's just walking. But but if you're not willing to eat before and after and actually eat something more than a rice cake, then like then, then like, yes, I do think that you should cut your steps in half. So maybe 5K.
0: Yeah. And if you are doing what I was doing, where I was walking myself to the point where I was so exhausted that I couldn't wait to be home. And I genuinely felt like I had done an epic workout at the end of my walk, that is too much walking Um, that's that's probably just gonna stop the period that's that's a stress at that point you're stressed out
1: and that's not saying that the human body can't handle it it's that your body has officially turned off the hpo access like
0: you're in recovery
1: yeah yeah this is a like this is a body that's already been pushed past its limits yeah so so it's not the same thing
0: yeah you cannot go from deficit to maintenance and think that mm-hmm. that's enough, right? You have to go from deficit to surplus to maintenance. It's a yeah. process oh and God. we all wanna skip that, that surplus piece, um, especially when we've been in it for a while and it feels very uncomfortable to be in it for a while. Um, and I get that, but that's right where, when the novelty wears off, that's where consistency mm-hmm. is really gonna start paying off. Okay, question number two, Chrissy. Uh, very straightforward question. You ready? Yes. Is alcohol bad in period recovery?
1: Yeah. Um, I actually don't think so. (laughs) I mean, but then again, it depends on what is your relationship with alcohol? Like, um, I think it's one of those things of have you not allowed yourself to go to the wineries with your friends and eat the meats and cheese and enjoy a glass or two or a flight or two before um I think adding that back in especially if that's something that you enjoy doing is so beneficial socially mentally emotionally um the freedom to snack on like like a meat and cheese board with a beautiful glass of wine in the sun with friends, I actually don't know what could be healthier at that moment. Hear me. I didn't say alcohol itself was like the healthiest thing, but the combination of what that brings is next level. Now, if you're like doing massive shots, staying up late, eating, like, I don't know, like like vending machine food and like, that's a completely different vibe. Right. So again, yeah. even how people use alcohol is like completely different. Yeah. My intuition
0: tells me most people curious in the answer to this question are like wondering if the glass of wine they're having at night or on the weekend mm-hmm. with their friends is impacting their cover in some way. That's how I'm reading it. So do yeah. your original answer. Like, yeah, that's great. This, un, how much time do you have? Cause we're about to go over.
1: Oh, I have time. I just have a call at
0: 11. So I'm okay, good. Okay. Same, same, same. So just yesterday, I was having a debate with my husband. That's like rather similar, and so I like have shared on the show maybe one t- other time or something that. So my husband has um, a type of leukemia, chronic leukemia. So he's fine, everyone. He had it's like dormant in a way. It, it's there. He has myelofibrosis, um, and he's he's fully functional. Like he's not in any kind of treatment. And he just gets checked up on all the time to see like, you know, every four months we just go through this like extremely anxiety inducing moment where he has blood work and we see like, has it activated? Right. But it never has. And he on his journey made a, t- has made a ton of lifestyle changes. He's a totally different person. When I met this guy, he um, was vaping. So he had just like started, st- he used to smoke. And by the time I met him, he was down to vaping. By the time I had like moved over here and married, he had quit. But I knew that was his past. Um, he is a naturally very very lean, mm-hmm. and he used to with the smoking and like would just drink coffee in the morning. and He would just eat dinner at night, right? So like when
1: he like eat out like all the time, like he I would mean, only like, eat
0: out. His whole yeah, childhood.
1: Like, yeah, only eat out. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah, hundred percent Taco Bell or pizza. Um, and one meal a night by the time he was in adulthood or one meal a day. So like crazy, just not setting his body up for a success in any direction. Um, so now like full, fully, totally different. You would never expect like looks after himself, works out, healthy social life, doesn't drink alcohol at all. Um, and it's, you know, like, on, like honestly, <laughs> he he's a little too much on the the clean eating side of things but you know his perspective here is that like he has had a life or death like wake up call so I have a little compassion for it um and he's gone down the rabbit hole of like the best products for your skin and your cleaning products blah blah if you go to the society recommendations page and you look at like all of our product recommendations for like non-toxic, non-xenoestrogen, et cetera, et cetera, stuff. They've all been thoroughly researched by Jacob Davis, not by me. Um, so there are 10 out of 10 like cancer patient recommendations at this point. So yeah. go for it. Anyway, we were in a debate that I just wanted you to know like where he's coming from with this debate. So we're in it and he and I are talking about like our work with clients and just everyone in the, in our community and how like we do promote enjoying a piece of cake, enjoying a glass of alcohol. And he like, can't understand it. Right. He's just like, I, but, but, but like, why is there a benefit? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, like the social, experience like the way that it connects us as people and also right a lot of people in our community are coming from a fear of those things right so it's like that and you know we we need to heal our relationship with those things because we're in a society where those things were present um yada 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 and he's just like yeah but like it just shouldn't even exist anyway he like he's in the camp of like none of these things (laughs) should even exist in the world. Right. So it's like, so why would you even want a healthy relationship with it? Like he just can't relate.
1: Well, I think, yeah. And so I think the reason why he can't relate and obviously I'm like, I'm not speaking for him is that because I feel like, you know, like the barrel, like the shotgun barrel has been loaded or none of ours to our knowledge is right. And so it's like, I think for him, it may possibly feel like I'm already in a preloaded situation. So there's no point of adding any fuel or possible fuel to the fire. You know what I mean? What's interesting is that these decisions are made out of a valid fear, right? You know what I mean? And think about the eating disordered type of behavior that gets us into HA society also starts from, from, from a fear and has led us into a different situation to where for some women, I mean, think about the impact of not having estrogen, your entire adulthood or 10 years of it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I feel like we, there's no way as a society or as a research community that we know the impact of not having estrogen and progesterone progesterone, sorry, throughout how many years that we've had HA. Right. I mean, It does everything from gut to brain to mood, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so it's kind of one of those things to where I think for him, the fear keeps him because he has a different situation and to where this fear puts us into a situation where we're without hormones, which is actually just as dangerous when it comes to. The reality
0: is as a result of, all he's been through he is singing and we have determined and he has talked to his therapist about this we are seeing him develop some new eating disorder type behaviors because he you know because he has yeah. a fear of them yeah
1: yeah which is you know yeah and, and it's,
0: that's like just real life
1: yeah it totally is like almost like real life because which interesting i think from both of these perspectives is that our eating disorder whether it's body composition so that we can gain approval and love, which is just as important in as like life, right? Like, let's Mm -hmm. be real. What's the point of life if you don't have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, and for his, it's also a fear, but both of them is this false sense of control that Mm -hmm. through an eating disorder that we get to feel or eating or disordered eating habits, eating disorder tendencies, however we want to like name the spectrum, it's, what, what it offers us is a false sense of control. And so I think the one that he's operating in is I can control whether I get cancer or not, or, or whether it gets activated or not. And there is some truth to it, but at the end of the day, you actually can't stop that gene from turning on. Yeah. There's and like
0: very hundred percent. So- yeah. Like hundred percent. Can you impact your overall health mm-hmm. by like cleaning yeah. up your environment? Totally. Totally. Is an occasional glass of wine going to have an intense impact? No. Mm -hmm. You know, is drinking alcohol like technically in a way like poisoning your liver? Sure. On a technical sense, (laughs) Um, you know, yes, it it is more work for your body to process it, but we're not worried about it on a day-to-day basis because a big element of your recovery is having a good time, having fun. Yes.
1: Stress. And speaking of that, it's like, yeah, we can get, and you know, what, and, I, and I think I'm going to record an episode of this is like, are you hyper focused on something? And is that hurting your yeah. recovery? Because think about a lot of uh, one thing that's actually coming up for our community is when people are getting blood work, they're getting elevated inflammation, enzymes, in the liver. I remember like yeah. my naturopath thought was like, do you drink? I feel like your liver is inflamed, like yeah, cirrhosis. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, lady, I do not have cirrhosis <laughs> yeah. of the liver, but I had massive inflammation markers for a long time during HA. And now I don't. So again, like we don't even know all like the different systems that start to shut down in what yeah. order. So the biggest thing isn't your liver in a glass of wine. The biggest thing is, are you eating enough? Because if you're eating enough, one glass of wine is not an issue. If you're chronically dieting and don't have your cycle and you don't have estrogen and progesterone and all the protective mechanisms of it, and then you want to throw some like, like alcohol on it, probably not the best, but that's not the biggest mm. and baddest alligator to the boat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say, oh my God, it's going to set you back. No. In yeah. fact, I think if you wind up eating more because you are enjoying yourself in a glass of wine, it's probably helpful.
0: Yeah. And then my last, um, like the best probably answer for this question is please uh, scroll down to episode 42 of the hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery, the effects of alcohol yes. in HR recovery with Holly Dunn. We have Ooh, a whole episode yeah. on it. <laughs> we we could answer this question. We also just have a whole episode on it. So, um, Holly actually walks us through what is physically happening in your body when, which maybe more so the answer you're looking for. Um, what's physically happening in your body when you consume alcohol, and as a result, how could it have like an effect on your reproductive system?
1: So, yeah, Enjoy episode home. forty-two. Yeah. She is amazing. I, I saw it. that you booked a
0: new, we have a AJ society event with her coming up. Yes. Bone health. Bone health? Bone mm-hmm. health.
1: <laughs> I'm excited to pick her brain about that. Um, just more so because I'm actually even interested of, is there any actual long-term studies of women who've recovered from HA and where, and like, what are their bones look like after that? Cause I feel like has anyone followed yes I yeah, think they follow are, are they all just short-term studies at the moment yeah but just more of like yes like you follow them out of an eating disorder but being weight restored out of from like the grave as like we like to call it and mm-hmm. having your cycle is two different like markers of health right you know what I mean? yeah and so like i so like there's tons on um past you know like eating disorders but but is there some that is just focused on those who have regained their cycle you know what I mean because you can like Mm -hmm. get graduate from like an eating disorder clinic therapy help whatever and still not have your cycle so I think it's just completely two different groups of women
0: yeah okay That'll be interesting. So I saw that event is happening on August 11th, people. Mm. So by the time this episode comes out, it will have already happened. And the replay will be posted in the resources section and on the private podcast playlist. So today, Restore launches. Ooh, boom. As you can tell, we're obviously recording this in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, in the past. And Ashley's like showing up. So today is August 17th. (laughs) So restore is open, and restore is our um, ten-week live structured program taking you through recovery. So basically, you join the AJ Society. So the AJ Society is open for three days as of today, and when you join, you can go in and. Find the restore program, as well as you know, all the other resources like the bone health event with Holly Dunn. Um go find that and you'll we'll be kicking off this week. So the program goes through nutrition, exercise, mindset, all the things that you need to do. We walk you through it week by week to help you implement, feel confident with it and see it through to the end
1: yeah and we have weekly um homework assignments if you will or challenges um there's an opportunity to get individual feedback Mm -hmm. um we're going to be going through so again it's not just like eat more food right but really diving into why do we have food (laughs) fears why do we have rigid routines Um, and really exposing those and then working on them. So if you are looking for a place to do the work, this is it, even if, and then, and then even if you just want to kind of dip your toes in, um, and just kind of see what the whole thing is, just know that the results are going to come from doing the work. And so we can only lead you and guide you. Um, but just knowing that, just knowing the information isn't going to heal you. Yeah. You're going to want to take
0: action on yeah. all of the action items, like do the homework. And like Ashley said, we'll, there's an opportunity for individual um, help. Like as a member of the society, you have contact with us at any point, right? You can DM us, message us. So we're actually there meeting with you live every week, but then you can reach out anytime. We'll do food reviews too. So yeah. we'll do a food log and we'll literally look at it with you. And You'll be able to watch a number of other people's uh, um, reviews as well, so you can kind of see um, other people and like what what's working for them, what's maybe holding them back. It just helps to provide context, get a get you know the full picture. And I'll say too, right? This is just included with society membership, which is like twenty five bucks a month. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is like holy cow! This is the this is first a ten week time-
1: program. For $25.
0: <laughs> I know like and people like business people hate me but um yeah we just we're launching it as the beta program it is included mm-hmm. with the membership of the ha society it is month to month it is 25 bucks like for the love of all things that are good <laughs> yeah just do this with us like if you're struggling in any way at any level of your recovery, you've just started and you're like, I want to see how, you know, how I go by myself for a little bit. Heard that a lot. Okay. Like this is just, it's not invasive, right? You're not going to get, I don't know, preached at anything like that. This is a tool to help you. If you like, I consider if you are DIYing your recovery, which we're all about, that's why we do all this free content. If you're DIYing your recovery is actually the perfect place for you to do mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. And if you're someone who thinks you need a lot more help and structure, this is also the perfect place to do so.
1: It's- Like launch. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that you put out, you like said that perfectly because um, again, at the end of the day, like- like we're going to give you the tools the step by step process and you know the thing is is that it may not be the way that you would have approached it and that's the point is like oh because like you can't see your own blind spots and sometimes you don't want to talk and or address the areas that we want to remain hidden and so what this program does is that like you know like it's a show up each week allow yourself to like be part of the program be part of a group of people going through it Interact to the level that you feel comfortable. Um, but like you walk away with so much value.
0: Yeah. Love it. So
1: excited. So
0: excited. So excited. Thehasociety.com forward slash join kicks off today. Don't be late. <laughs> um, and again, if you if you can't make any of the live calls, we have the replays. Like you'll get all the goodness. If you just want to participate, you know, like in the darkness can also do that right there's no pressure it's totally up to you um but yeah we got you back for the next 10 weeks
1: I'm excited join us
0: <laughs> all right everyone have a really great day and we'll see you next week bye bye hey there it's me danny and i want to tell you about temp drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option so many of you guys know that we actually recommend the Fertility Awareness Method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are. And that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, Again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, My wake-up times are all over the place, and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights to so you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle's not slipping back in the HA direction, Temp Drop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So, track your ovulation in real time with the Temp Drop and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So, if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So, just go to Tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think, too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. <music> This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies eating nutrient dense, real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now, and the Capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day, and I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural, This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic, it's made from Australian beef and my favourite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp which is important for overall thyroid function which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering Or working on a fertility journey right now. Do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the H.A. Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use H.A. Society, just H.A. Society at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net